Hi there, my name is Andrea Hunt and I'm a transformational life coach and EFT practitioner and I'm so excited to share with Pearl today. everybody, that's Pearl again. Welcome back to another episode of Women's Successful Living. And I'm so excited because we have a fun guest today. But the really cool thing is she's my first guest to come all the way from Germany, but is also from the US. So we're gonna have some great conversations today. But I want to introduce you to Andrea Hunt. She is a transformational life coach and EFT practitioner who typically works with professional expats and digital nomads or people who are trying to find the courage to take that big leap abroad. She helps women using mindset coaching and the emotional freedom technique known as EFT tapping, one of my favorites. EFT is a mind-body technique that clears emotional blocks to confidence and empowers them to overcome sabotaging beliefs, those insecurities, procrastination that's playing it small and staying stuck in those old patterns. Andrea's mission is to empower people to be the best version of themselves and feel good about moving forward in life. Welcome to the show, Andrea. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We are excited to have you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. And I know before we came on, you kind of gave me a story about what led you to Germany. So yep. <laughs> tell us a little bit that about that and what led you into doing what you're doing today. So let's see. So I'm originally from Rochester, Minnesota, um, in the Midwest, and it's very cold there, as you, of course, probably would have heard. And so I, um, I always kind of wanted to go find somewhere else in the world to live. I just didn't know where that was. And I had no idea I would end up in Germany. But so anyway, uh, when I was 20 years old, I decided to like I had worked for a year and a half, I saved up $15,000. And I was like, I'm going to go move abroad for two years. And, <laughs> and so I went to Mexico, I studied in university there, I studied Spanish first, um, before I went to university, because I my skills weren't good enough then. Um, and that kind of opened up this whole new world to me just in terms of doing things by myself, you know, because I mean, I went completely alone at 20 years old without speaking Spanish. And um, I'll be honest, like the first night that I got there, like I sat down there on the bed in the guest house, and I just cried. And I'm like, Oh, my God, is this like, was this smart? Was this brilliant? Was this crazy? Was this stupid? And I had no idea how it was going to turn out, you know, and actually, it ended up being one of the best decisions that I had ever done for myself. And I ended up, you know, doing a lot of study abroad programs. I lived in Argentina and Italy. I just, I love languages and cultures and people and just exploring the world. And so um, that took me to China. <laughs> when I was 20 years old, I did the same thing. Um, except for this time, I was, I wasn't really sure how to go about moving there. So I just got a teaching job for, you know, nine months. And I absolutely loved living in China, studying Chinese and everything like that. And so I moved up to Beijing because it was, you know, right before the Olympics, this was around 2007 and everything was happening there. And it was so exciting for me. There's people from all over the world. And so I got to work there then. And then of course, you know, there was the economic you know, crash in 2018. And I remember talking to my dad and he was just like, you know what, Andrea, if you have a job, just stay where you are <laughs> because this is, does not look good right now in the United States and of course, Europe and, you know, all over the place. Um, and so I decided to stay there. So I ended up staying seven years. And um, that was an amazing opportunity. You know, I mean, I got to work for the Chinese radio, like I was a journalist there and met some of the most incredible people that I probably will meet in my whole life. And, um, but I decided like, hey, I, I wanted to get my master's degree and I wasn't, I didn't want to go back to the, the United States to do it because master's degree,
in the United States are, as we know, <laughs> really, really, really expensive and, you know, get a lot of student debt. So I found a program in Germany, um, in Munich, and it was in English. So I moved here 10 years ago. And let's see, I'll fast forward through some of those years so I can get up to the time where I became a coach because I've always been into personal development and I've always been kind of a natural, you know, motivator, like, you know, on the group projects, you know, and the and the team leader and everything. So um, during right before the pandemic, like I had a job and I was working at a company that was doing immuno-oncology, incredible job. I loved my colleagues. I loved what I was doing, but the parent company pulled the plug on like three different departments. And so we, like 80 of us lost our jobs all in one day. And so I was thinking like, oh man, I would really love to do coaching. You know, I, I really feel so passionate about personal growth and everything, but I decided to play it safe, you know, and I had been offered another job at a startup and I was like, okay, I'm just going to take it. You know, there's no sense in, you know, trying to rock the boat any more than, you know, it's already happened, losing my job suddenly. And so I started, you know, this job, everything was going great. And then as we know, in 2020, guess what? COVID hit. So suddenly I found myself, you know, in the first round of layoffs, you know, for the people who had just gotten hired. And I was like, okay, and this was a really bad point. This is a really low point. I was like, how does this happen? Like, how do you get laid off twice in one year? Like universe, what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> and so I was, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you know what, at this point, like, why not just go ahead and like fulfill my dream of being a coach? Just, just do it now. You know, I had nothing to lose at this point. And so I got myself into the program at Animas uh, UK. And thankfully, you know, because of COVID, it was, everything was online then. And we were able to do all of our, our sessions virtually, our classes and everything like that. And um, during the time that I was, you know, I, once I started coaching, I was just noticing, I'm like, man, you know, that situation, that limiting belief, like, I know that I could clear that with EFT tapping, but I wasn't certified yet, you know? And so I'd been doing it by myself for 10 years for a wide variety of, you know, pretty much anything that has to do with, had to do with my emotional health because I used to have really bad anxiety. And so I had, I hadn't been able to find anything that worked really quickly. And EFT just completely transformed my life. So I was like, okay, this is what I meant to do. I'm, I need to get certified in this so that I can help people using EFT tapping. Because the more people that I talk to, there's really not so many people who knew about it at the time. And so that has been one of the biggest gifts, you know, being able to be certified and help people with that because, you know, it's so quick and there's so many different things that you can use it for. And so because I've been an expat, you know, off and on for the last you know 25 years or so, and also now I'm kind of a digital nomad, I'm like an expat nomad. I have the freedom to, to travel as well. That's mostly my clientele, you know, and also people who have really thought about moving abroad, but they just don't know if they can, you know, take the steps and get the confidence to do it because it's a huge life change, you know. And of course, on the other side of that, there are people who have taken the leap to become a digital nomad or an expat and to be honest, you know, sometimes the ideas of, you know, living abroad get a little romanticized and we think, okay, my life will be perfect if I just live in Spain, you know? And of course, nobody's life is perfect. You know, every single lifestyle comes with its its own challenges, you know, and hurdles and especially being in another country and trying to navigate bureaucracy and visas and taxes and all those things. So those kind of people come to me as well because they want somebody who understands like the challenges of living abroad and, you know, a lot of 
of times you have confidence issues that you maybe wouldn't have in your own country. So that's basically who I help with EFT and transformational coaching. I'm sitting here going, this is so cool. You're 20 years old and here you go off to another country, like to Mexico. And we know that's (laughs) not the most safe place. As you heard, you know, you actually heard Seth that we talked to. And I'm sitting Mm -hmm. here going, how would I feel if that was, I have two boys, but let's say, how would I feel if that was one of my boys or my daughter? Like, I don't have a daughter, but if so, how does your parents react to that? Well, I mean, this was this was 1998 when I went, so it was it was safer then. But I'll be honest, they didn't love it. <laughs> and China, that was even more like, oh my gosh, Andrea. But they just kind of got used to me doing this, like, oh, Dad, guess what? I'm going to Buenos Aires next semester, and they're just like, oh my god, Andrea, like, can't you just you know go to Florida and try to take Spanish there or something or California, you know? But um, they've gotten used to it. But I'll be honest, they they were concerned. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially, of course, in, in those days, like we didn't have cell phones and, right. you know, the internet wasn't even a thing yet. I had found a, through a, it was like a travel book, you know, I had found this uh, study abroad program. So <laughs> very different times. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just, I can't, I just, I mean, I think it's so cool because, you know, that's a problem sometimes. And you see that in the coaching too, like we don't take us that leap. We don't, we let that fear hold us back and we let that, those are, other people's feelings towards us about towards our decision mm-hmm. holds us back to and not move forward. I think it's just so cool that you've done that. And then like to to all these different experiences that you've gone through and experienced through these different countries and what you've done. Uh, and then COVID hit, like you said, and then I'm, I'm like going, wow. And then, you know, layoff. And I have a, what's called the Shiro League. And I started that during COVID as well, because I found like women were struggling with going, I'm being a teacher and I have to do my job and I have to balance my house. And it's like, somebody Calgon won't take me away. So somebody help me. Right. And we just did it sort of a self-care kind of Sunday. We started and it's been Sundays mm-hmm. ever since COVID and that we meet at eight o'clock every Sunday evening till 9 PM. And we just work on self-care. We work on things that bring us joy. And I'm sitting there going, you know, my son, as you know, passed in July and he suffered a lot with anxiety and everything as well. And the mm-hmm. tapping, I know I'm like you, I, I don't, I'm not certified in it, but I know about it. And I've done some of it, you know, I've got a friend that's certified that she'll guide me sometimes, but I think it's powerful for everybody to understand that we'll go through these stresses, these things that happen in our lives, like, you know, not one, but two layoffs you go through, right? And how we respond is so important to our well-being. And you found the mechanism to help you work through that stress. And then what you did is said, let me look around because, you know, what can I do with this talent? Which goes back to what I say all the time in the podcast here is that we come into this world. We have a talent. We have a gift. In fact, I talked about this morning in a network meeting that if you don't work on it and develop it, I don't care who you believe in, you know, God, whoever your higher being brings to you, you're cheating mm-hmm. yourself. You're you're not mm. allowing yourself that beautiful gift you have. But then the bigger part is you're cheating the rest of us because I don't get to receive the knowledge that Andrea has. I don't get to sit back and go, look at Andrea. She traveled to these countries. Okay. If my son, Nate, came to me and said he wanted to go, I'd be like, okay, she's done it. It's it's okay. It'll be a little scary <laughs> as a parent, but I think they think it's so powerful to take that leap and to say this, I'm going to do this. And so you've been in Germany now 10 years. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you're staying there from what I can tell from you talking, right? So 
what's next with you? Well, I'm staying here, but now like I'm kind of an expat nomad. So I just, I'll leave for, you know, a few weeks or months and I, you know, can go to Spain, for example. And I've been going to Andalusia the last few years just to kind of escape the German winter. I'm not a winter fan. So (laughs) I love Germany, you know, for hiking in the summer and the springtime. But I've learned that as I've gotten older, I need sun more in January. And so, (laughs) so that's like, I mean, this year I was in um, Sevilla and Cadiz and uh, yeah, that seems to be a good place. And then I can travel other times that I want as well. It sounds so beautiful. And it's, it's so awesome. I, we went to Italy uh, quite a while ago with our kids when they were much younger and they had a blast. It was so much fun to to give them that gift of other country mm. and other, you know, not, uh, people and cultures and all that stuff. It was really cool. We even, even we, we took them on a cruise one time. We went to Honduras and they were just like going, what do you mean they don't have Xboxes here? What do you mean they walk around? It was such a good lesson. And mm. I think that's so powerful. So tell us about your coaching. Tell us about what you do and how does when your clients come to you what kind of experience can they expect with you so i do transformational coaching and eft tapping and, and i say i think that in the majority of my clients tend to come with me to with some similar issues like for example um a lot of them are business owners for example but they have you know limiting beliefs about putting themselves out there you know and especially when you have a business like as you know you have to market yourself and for a lot of people you know having to get on social media having to talk about about what they're doing, what services or products or whatever, or doing a Facebook Live or something like that can cause crippling anxiety in a lot of people, you know, because especially a lot of people don't like public speaking. And so that's one of the things that we work on through tapping that, you know, if you are able to, like, for example, with limiting beliefs, it's kind of like a, a core, you know, belief, like, a, like an onion, and you have to peel back the layers. But once you can clear that and create little bits of proof for yourself, like, okay, maybe I can't do a Facebook Live, but maybe I could do a live Instagram story just for 15 seconds. And as you create little bits of proof for yourself, you can, you know, manage your anxiety better so that the next time where it's a little bit bigger challenge and you're stepping out of your comfort zone, that it doesn't feel like such a big deal. And some of the other things, um, I mean, I do a lot of workshops on limiting beliefs and negative self-talk because, you know, depending on whether we got them in our childhood, maybe we, you know, um, experienced, you know, something like the example that I get that's very common you know, situation. Like for example, if you're a little kid and let's say you go up into the talk in the front of the class and you try to give your speech or whatever, and let's say everybody laughs at you, you know, and the teacher doesn't defend you or help you or anything. So in that moment, you just learn like, I'm going to be judged. It's not safe to put myself out there and express myself. And, you know, maybe you have a fear of social situations after that, you know? And so, you know, fast forward 20, 30 years, maybe your boss wants you to, you know, do a presentation presentation for a client and you're, you know, you have all of this anxiety and fear that even though, you know, now you have all these different tools, you've learned, you have a lifetime of knowledge, you still have that same fear. And so for a lot of people, if you don't clear that, it just kind of continues to affect your life, especially professionally, you know, or or socially. And then um, other people, like for example, we just have different confidence issues, like I said, with living abroad as an expat, because maybe they don't feel comfortable, you know, speaking in another language or being assertive and during a meeting or something like that. So it's really a wide variety of issues, but those are some of the, some of the main ones. And I like what you said when you shared your information that we, we always ask our guests to give us some information about themselves. And I like what you said, while meditation, yoga, and exercise are vital for our mental health 
health, nothing has transformed your ability to be both preventative and also manage your emotions like the EFT tapping. And I agree with you, like like you said, whether it's stress, angry, sad, overwhelmed, whatever those things are, you have to use it in every situation in your life because, you know, like you went from being laid off, starting a business in another country. That's a lot, you know, that's a lot to deal with on top of all the social media talk and everything. And I just, I think it's really powerful for the listeners to understand that we have to find the tools that work for us. We have to find the things that we're going to allow us to take care of ourselves. And oftentimes those um, many listeners on the show are either moms or they're working moms and they struggle saying, I don't have time for this. I, I can't put myself first. And that's on this show. As I hope you're listening today. As Andrea shared, you have to make that time because if you don't, you carry like what you said, that that you gave that perfect example that child stands in front of the classroom, gives a talk and everybody laughs at them. It's like, wow, I sat there and I could think and be reminded of my son has a friend who he's a great dad and is in a situation right now where he's, you know, he has a, a five-year-old daughter who he's in this, you know, child custody situation. And, and I said to him, there's some things happening with the mom and some things were like happening with the things she was doing when he'd have his visitations. And I saw the little girl react and I pulled him aside and I said, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I'm going to say this is a polite way I can tell you, you better pull up your kahunas and fight for her because what she is setting up in your daughter's mind is going to affect the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. And the last thing you want her to do is to be scared of her of her mom, scared that if she doesn't keep this Apple watch on that mom's put on for tracking, she's going to get a little, she's going to think, you know, oh my gosh, if I don't do this, you know, that nobody's going to like me or, or I'm going to get in trouble. So, mm-hmm. you know, I really like really drilled into him because our kids that up until that eight years of age, they they absorb so much. And those those false things appearing real uh, get set in that head there. And it's it's yeah. it's sad and it's powerful. If we can understand how our words affect can make change, too. And the mm-hmm. things we do, whether it's tapping, whether if you have to go to a therapist, you go see a therapist, whether it's meditation, whether it's whatever those things that work for you to help relieve that stress. It's really, really important that you do that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love to journal. I have a I'm in Tampa, Florida. I have a swing in my front porch and I love to go outside and just do journaling or sit out, sit in my backyard, just something, or even just go for a walk here because we've got pretty good weather all year round. We don't, everybody runs to us, Andrea. They don't run to the other areas. <laughs> But I, I love that you share that. And so I, Andrea, what I would love to know is I, I want to share with you what we call Shiro and what it means. So Shiro, the S stands for strong. And I really feel like when we're strong and we can stand in that and understanding that I need to take care of my needs first. It doesn't mean I'm selfish. It doesn't mean I don't love my family and my friends. It doesn't mean I don't like my job. It just says in order for me to do all those things first, I have to put my cape on first. And then that, that so what I, I would like to know with you for the strong part is my gosh, you guys, Andrea went across the country at a very young age. She was in China. She was in um, Mexico and now she's in Germany. I mean, learning different languages, adjusting to different cultures. That's a lot of stress besides everyday life. I'm sure as uh, you know, you probably had some, as we all go through some breakups and things like that have happened. Where can you say you've gotten your strengths from as you've gone through all these amazing things you're doing? Hmm. 
I think over time, as I've been able to more better manage my emotional health, I think that has given me a lot of emotional resilience. So that like, I always know now that whatever happens to me, I'm going to be able to deal with it and I'll come out on the other side. And sometimes, you know, I feel like when I was younger, I would get stuck in that, like, oh my God, there's like no way out of this, you know? And I think like, especially being able to manage your emotional health, like when you feel yourself getting stressed, okay, taking that five minutes for yourself and being like, no, I'm not going to go and do whatever I was going to do. I need to stop and I need to recalibrate so that I don't let, you know, this go into the rest of my day and ruin it. (laughs) Because I used to be one of those people like before tapping where, I don't know, something would happen in the morning, you know, like I don't know, a bus would drive by and splash me and it would just ruin my whole day. (laughs) And these kind of things especially happen in China. I don't know why, like it was just, you never know what was going to happen there. And I loved living there, but it was just filled with uncertainty. And so it was really important to learn how to like, okay, if I'm angry about this, how can I calm myself down? If I'm feeling really embarrassed about something, because I just, I don't know, made a fool of myself at the grocery store saying something wrong and, you know, people laughed at me. Okay, how can I calm myself down so that this doesn't affect how I think of myself as a person, you know? And um, I mean, even like, I, you know, like you said before, I mean, like through breakups and all these things, just being able to have a tool that if I'm angry or sad or stressed or overwhelmed, I know that I can turn to it because I do use meditation, I use yoga. And, but as I was saying, like for me, I've always been somebody who's kind of anxious, you know, and have a lot of energy and stuff. And so for me, I couldn't sit there and box breathe and just like meditate when I was so amped up. It's just like my brain was going 5,000 miles an hour, you know? And so the active tapping was something that was so, you know, instrumental to me just to be able to ground myself and kind of distract and use the breathing as I was tapping. And so it's completely changed my life, honestly, because I just know like, okay, I need to go take a walk and I can do some tapping, you know, or I've done it on the bus, you know, just like, um, because you can use also like the little points on your knuckles. I don't know if you've seen that. That's really good if you're in public and you're just like, okay, stressed about something. You're like, okay, I'm just going to do this <laughs> until I calm down. And yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. So I'm, I'm really glad to be able to share it because especially so many of my clients have had the same struggle and they're like, I just can't meditate when I'm stressed. I just cannot. And um, yeah, so it's nice to have an alternative. And as you said, everybody's got to pick what works for them. But yeah, and I think that's important for the listeners to understand is you have to find what works for you. And, you know, I have, um, I, I, I'm a positive intelligence coach. So one of the things that I do, there's things I teach you on how to work through stuff. So I'm a big toe roller. I will roll my toes sometimes when I'm just like, I might be a little stressed or if I'm nervous or if I'm doing a presentation, I might stand there and just kind of roll my toes just to calm me down and make sure I stay focused. But it is true. It's it's so important, like you said, is to find what works for you so that you, and then also too, I like what you said at the beginning is know you're going to come through it. Just because mm-hmm. something's happening doesn't mean it has to be permanent. And like, mm-hmm. I always love to get the analogy that when you climb a mountain, it's not going to be an easy climb. The, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to get tired along the way. You're going to get hungry along the way. So if you can just stop and say, I'm going to make it up there. Let me just figure out what I need to get through this in the next stop, you know, that I'm going to do. So I think that was a great example as well. And so the next is H and the H stands for happiness. And I feel like as we do stand in the strength of using our voice, finding out what's going to help us to get through the challenges we're going to face, we start to feel happier. We start to, you know, have that little pup in their step kind of thing. And so thinking about the word happy, what, what does happiness mean to you, Andrea? 
So to me, I think it's being able to find moments of joy that you can create for yourself because there are some times in your life where, I don't know, happiness is not necessarily a constant state. You know, we all have different emotions and we have different circumstances and things that are changing. And so like, I think it's especially important to recognize that like, you know, we do need to feel the feelings. We don't need to kind of fake happiness to try to go around pretending that everything is fine when we're we're not feeling that. I think happiness now, and I'm 45 now, so this has taken me <laughs> a while to, to figure out is finding those little moments of joy, even if it's only, you know, your cup of coffee in the morning, you know, using gratitude, just being like, okay, I'm, I can be content about this in this moment. And obviously like the more things that you can look for and find. And if you can't find anything, create something, you know, like what would you need to feel happy for five minutes today? Okay. Maybe it's just taking a walk around the block. Maybe it's looking at the flowers, the trees or whatever, figuring out what for you means five minutes of joy, or I mean, obviously we hopefully more, but being able to create for yourself. Yeah, that's true. You have to figure out what makes you happy. And then we're actually doing an exercise right now in our Shira League. We're talking about what brings you joy and we're, we're breaking down, not just why does it, what, you know, the thing that brings you joy, but why does it bring you joy? Like really, let's break it down and tell me why it really brings you joy. Because, you know, we can say, oh, the sun makes me happy getting up in the morning, but why? You know, because I, I know it's another day I get to do something that I love to do. Okay, that makes sense, you know. And so I love that you said that it's also, it, it, and it doesn't, doesn't mean you're going to be happy 100% of the time. But again, tapping back into that, that strength that you have and going, okay, I'm ha- feeling this way. Can I go for a walk? What can I do to go make me, what can I tap with to make me, you know, get a little more grounded in what's happening? And so I love that, that example you gave us. So then the next one is E, and that's empowered. So Andrea, what have you been empowered to do with your business that, and that you're, you're, what's the next thing that come from being this empowered? Um, <clears throat> well, what I would really want to do coming up is I want to do retreats so that we can have, I find there's so much value in like a community setting where you can all support each other as you're working on, you know, confidence, personal growth, your anxiety, and being able to support each other. Because I've, I've always liked going to these, you know, workshops and these kind of things. And so I want to do it in a nice, you know, tropical place or by the sea somewhere, because the sea is like very calming for me. I really love, I love water. I love the sea. I love the smell of the air. And so that's what's coming up. So the listeners know me well. I'm kind of laughing and chuckling inside. You want to come back to the United States in September? (laughs) (laughs) I do a retreat every year. We have a pajama retreat every year in September. And we it's a no makeup. So the first day everybody arrives, we take off your makeup. And then we are in our PJs all week long. If you want to let your girls hang loose, you can let them hang loose. And we we literally have our house. uh, We have a walkway right out to the beach. We have a pool where the pool's half in the sun, half out of the sun. And it's just, yeah. So maybe you can come and do a little thing with us in September. I will have a think about that. Thank you for the invite. I I was sitting there going, oh my gosh, she wants to do retreats. And and we've been wanting, we've been, the team and I are talking about where we want to go next. Costa Rica's come up, um, some other places have come up. So I was like, okay, let's kind of put some thought into this. So I just, when you said that, I was like, oh, that's retreats. That's amazing. That's an awesome idea. Thank you. Yeah, you should come. That would be amazing to have you. And you know, and that's the thing, like when you can be in 
empowered to pay forward what you do and to let others see the gift you have. Oh my gosh, as you've done it, as I said earlier, and you are pouring it out to watch everybody grow. That's that's one of the things I love about the retreat is at the end of the retreat, when everybody's starting to go home, they're connected mm. with other women that they thought they were, when they came, they thought maybe they're by themselves feeling the way they were feeling. They've, community, they've made this community, but yet they have this empowerment of going, I got this, I can do this. No matter what comes my way, I've got the tools in my toolbox now to help me. So I love, I love, love, love you. And so the next is R. And the R for me, me is radiant. I feel like as you be, you get build your strength, you become happier, you become empowered to do the things for yourself. You get this new glow about yourself. And it's like you, you walk about, like I said earlier, pep in the step, but like this, you've almost got like this angelic look around you, right? And so radiance, it, it can mean so many different things. When you hear the word radiant, what does it mean to you? I don't know. I guess I thought the first thing that came to my mind is confidence and a sense of pride in how you're growing, how you're developing as a person, how you're, you know, um, able to reach more people and be able to help them and live your purpose. And I think that does give you a natural glow up when you know that you're living in alignment with your values and what you're supposed to be doing. I was on mute. No, I totally agree with you. That's why I love that word, that letter in there, because you're right. You just, you, like you said, you glow up. You just have this, like you, you get your stand up more straight and you've got this more confidence in you and you just have this glow about yourself. And so the last letter is O and that stands for original. And cause I believe, you know, we are original selves when we're little, like we were saying earlier with these little girls and then things get told to us or false beliefs get put in our head. And as you start putting on that cape, you're starting to see that superpower. You actually tightening that cape around you a little bit more because that's really what you want to do. It's, some people compare it to filling a cup, but if you can get that cape wrapped mm-hmm. all around yourself and hugging yourself, you start feeling that original self that was just a little lost for a little while. And so I love the, the word original. And so thinking about original, what is something original about Andrea? <laughs> Well, <clears throat> I don't know. For me, it's always been important to be authentic. And um, I think I, um, if anything, I always took the road less traveled. <laughs> so it was never really um, the thing for me that I was trying to be unoriginal or fit in or that just never kind of worked with how I am. I always had all these different interests. And especially being in Minnesota, I mean, it was kind of weird that I wanted to just like, pick up and move to Mexico. So I think, I guess, being authentic and true to yourself, um, I would say, I mean, it's it's strange because with other expats, I don't have such a a different story to tell. But then, I mean, for people who maybe haven't left their countries or something like that, it sounds, you know, quite original that I've lived in seven different countries, including the US, or moved to China. Um, I guess one original thing was I was taking Chinese as a kid because I was, um, I had a kindergarten friend and her name was Jing. And so I really wanted to go visit her in China when she moved back. And my parents, thankfully, always supported my, my, language learning and everything. So they said, well, if you learn Chinese, then we'll go to, you know, to China to visit her. I never, unfortunately, kept in touch with her, but, (laughs) but I did move to China later on. So that's kind of a a weird way to tie it back into my childhood and dreams. Isn't that interesting? Like you, as a child, you had this vision and then look what you, where it brought you. And that's so, you know, (laughs) we do, we get these visions in ourselves. We don't listen to it all the time. We don't tap into it and, and see where it can bring us and what it can bring us and how it can change our lives. I just love that you're that you're doing that. So I know everybody's asking, we're sitting here talking about tapping. So explain to everybody what tapping is, Andrea. 
So tapping stands for the emotional freedom technique. And basically, I don't know if people can see it, but basically you're using your fingers to tap on acupressure points on the face. And this sends a signal to the amygdala in the brain to stop the body's fight, flight, or freeze response. And um, I mean, it looks a little bit funny. I remember when I first saw it, I was like, I just, I don't understand why or how that would work, but it does. And so, I mean, it can be used in two main ways. And the first is, of course, as I mentioned with emotional health, you know, being able to release negative emotions, you know, anger, sadness, whatever. And then of course, for some of the bigger issues that have an emotional charge, you know, and cause anxiety or, or stress, like limiting beliefs, like I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm, you know, common ones are like, I'm too, whatever. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too thin. I'm too fat. You know, we all have these you know beliefs. And so um, that's basically how it works. You start with the negative rounds of what you, you want to articulate the negative things that you actually feel. Because a lot of times we're so conditioned to be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I believe in myself. But then there's that negative little voice that's like, you liar. <laughs> you aren't good enough to, to, to apply for that job or you aren't good enough to talk to that person. And the problem is that if we don't articulate it, then we can't clear it. So it's important during the negative round, you really get it all out. And especially with stress and anxiety that you really, you know, you go through all the what ifs, you know, like, what if they laugh at me? What if they judge me? What if everyone hates me? What if I look stupid? You know, whatever. Because once you get it all out, then you can also do a positive round of affirmations and the affirmations really, really hit home when you tap with them. And so it's, it's completely different. You know, if you just stand in front of the mirror and you're like, I'm confident versus actually tapping it in, like I'm open to being confident. I'm willing to be confident. I choose to be confident. And um, it's, it's transformative. And I love, my favorite thing is looking at the expression on the person's face once we've released all of the negative parts. And I just had a client the other day at the very beginning, I mean, she was so anxious. She was literally like crying and angry and just, you know, beside herself. There was really difficult situation. And like an hour later, she was laughing about it and just like, ah, this is totally fine. And being able to know that I have some part in, in helping at that is just spectacular. And I'm glad to have this as a tool. So for those that are, are listening, you if you want, you can go to our YouTube channel and you can see exactly how the tapping, um, Andrea showed us the tapping on our face and then knuckles earlier. And that's at Conversations with Pearl on YouTube. Go there and like us and subscribe. But I, I just, I, I think... I've got a good friend who does it. And so she'll sometimes we'll sit together and you're right. It, it does release this and it does put a different sense of our affirmations into us. When we, when we say that and we, you know, we can touch it and feel it. It's like you're touching and everything and feeling it at the same time. So Andrea, I, you know, we're all about self-care here and I know you do a lot for yourself for self-care, but if you tomorrow was not promised, as we all know, it's not promised. And you had this last day on earth to go do the top self-care on your bucket list. What would that be? Anywhere. Mm. Anywhere. I think I, would go to, I think I would go to the Maldives <laughs> and I would go, I would go swimming and then I would get a massage. <laughs> that would probably be the top of, <laughs> if there were no limitations whatsoever and, you know, had all the money in the world and the world is going to end. That's what I would do. Something that's very cleansing about water, you know, being able to swim. Massage, of course. Would be that's my wonderful. bucket list vacation. I love them all. Is it? So beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's I've seen so many pictures. I'm just like, oh, man, something. And here's the thing. I'm not a swimmer. I'm not. A, I live in Florida. I almost drowned as a kid. My parents didn't put me back in the pool. So I had oh. this fear of swimming. And I still was like, I want to go. My husband's like, how are you going to get there? Most of the things you're swimming i don't know i'll put my feet in the water <laughs> i'll figure it out i'll put a life jacket on 
<laughs> I love that. I love that. So, um, so talking about self care, do what do you think is the biggest challenge when people have that negative talk about I can't, I can't, no time. What what would you tell somebody that comes to you and says, Andrea, I hear everything you're saying, but self care, I'm so busy with my kids, with my job. What would what advice would you give them? That's a difficult one. I mean, because I always say like you can't pour from an empty cup. And so especially um, I know with like a lot of moms there, there's a tendency to be like, I just I can't take time for myself. I just can't. I just can't. I just can't. And the thing is, is that once I mean, it's important above all to realize that when you take time for yourself and your emotional health and your mental health, you're able to show up better for other people. Because if not, you know, you're going to be frazzled, stressed. You might get triggered really easily. You might, you know, yell or get upset when you really don't need to. And so I think I always say like, you need at least least five to 15 minutes. And so my, my advice is always like, if you can even just like go tap in the shower, you know, or like if you, if you're going to the toilet or something like that, just, you know, give yourself a few minutes or even at work, if you can lock yourself in the bathroom for just a few minutes to do some tapping, even five minutes a day is really helpful, especially in the morning, because that's, you know, what really sets the tone for the rest of our day. I mean, of course, there's a wide variety of, you know, YouTube videos that you can use. Brad Yates is always one of my favorite. And there's, you know, there's the tapping solution app, for example. So just five minutes per day, everyone has five minutes, you know, and if not, need to <laughs> need to figure out how to rebalance a couple of things, because I know it's it's really difficult when you especially have other people depending on you, but it's really, really, really important. I did not know there's a tapping app. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's tapping solution. Cool. That is yeah. really amazing. Okay. All the listeners go find the tap. What's it called, Andrea? It's called the tapping solution. The and then there's solution. another one by um, Jean Monteristelli, and I think it's called um, I can't I can't remember the exact name, but you can Google it Monteristelli. So Monteristelli, I love that. So uh, tell us, Andrea, the other thing that we're working on in the Shira League is we're working on what brings us joy. So they had to make a list of the ten things that bring us joy, and like I said earlier, they really had to break it down. So tell us your top three things that bring you joy, and why do they bring you joy? So as I said, water first of all is like one of I I. I love swimming in the ocean. Like I actually, I have always been kind of a little water baby fish. You know, like I um, love pools. I love being by the ocean. And so for me, definitely being in the ocean and being able to swim is probably the freest that I will ever feel. Like I just, I absolutely love that. Um, I also like simple things. Like I love buying myself flowers. You know, I hate that, I hate that that's become such a cliche these days, but I have always bought myself flowers. Um, I love cooking. I love being able to, you know, nourish myself. I love exercise exercise and hiking is another one of my favorite things. Like, um, and as I said, living in Bavaria has just been incredible, you know, in terms of hiking, because, you know, I can go one hour outside of Munich and be standing on top of this, you know, mountaintop overlooking Austria and, and Germany. And it's just incredible. And um, I think um, travel as well as, you know, something that has always brought me happiness. I love new experiences and, and new things and new foods and, you know, talking to new people. And I I really love learning um, as well. So that's one of the, the top things about exploring that I've loved. I love that. I was sitting here thinking, have, have your parents come to visit you in all these countries you've been at? Yeah, my, my mother is retired now. So I've, I've been able to meet up with her in Spain the last uh, two nice. years. So. That's awesome. And are you, uh, do you have any siblings? That was my next question. Yep. I, my sister's in Georgia where my dad is. And then my mom um, is in Minnesota. So I, I was like, I don't really want to go to Minnesota in the wintertime. <laughs> no offense, <laughs> mom. Can we go to Spain? Because 
I I never got tough in Minnesota. Everyone's like, ah, you should be used to cold and snow. You're from Minnesota. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. I, I never adjusted to it. Well, so- yeah, I, I we lived in Northern Virginia and I did not like the cold at all. I did not like the cold. And I was from, you know, I've done a triangle around the U.S. two two times. So I was mostly it was always warm to start with. So <laughs> the cold yeah. was not my thing. <laughs> so that's awesome. Okay, yeah. so the other thing that they had to do in the Shirley that they're working on is, you know, we make lists to go grocery shopping, make lists to make time for ourselves, we make all these lists, but creating the not to do list. What do I need to stop doing that's not allowing me to get to my joy? So what would your mm-hmm. top three things be on your list, Andrea, of the things you have to stop doing? Mm-hmm. Is this like on a daily basis or just in general? Just in general that keep to that would keep you from doing your get to your joy, like would stop mm-hmm. you from getting the beach, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. Um, I would say in general, I mean, I think like I'm like everybody, I have to kind of stop myself from, you know, you being on my phone at night and stuff like that, you know, you know, before bed. Um, I think I've had to train myself to try to see the good possibilities in something, you know, in, in, in things instead of being like, what if this happens and this goes wrong? Instead being like, what if it turns out better than I could ever imagine? And things did really go well, or I, you know, I did get, um, you know, whatever situation that I was looking for. I think that just kind of really being conscious of how I'm thinking about things. Um, and also I think reminding myself, this was really important. It's, it's a bad day. It's not a bad life. You know, because sometimes, you know, when especially sometimes you get like three things in a row, like in the morning, and you're like, okay, that's it. That's it. The day is- <laughs> it's a bad it's day, not good. a bad life. I love that. You know, like just just remembering that when things are just not going well and it's kind of in a spell, just be like, okay, first of all, it's a bad day, it's not a bad life. All right, how can I protect my energy right now? Need to go, need to go tap, recalibrate, and I can keep going fresh, you know. <laughs> That is, I'm going to remember that. It's a bad day, not a bad life. I love that. I'm writing that one down. All right. Yep. So now you've you've got, you know what brings you joy. You know what you're going to stop doing that keeps you from the things that bring you joy. So it's the end of 2023, Andrea, and you're sitting back in Spain because you don't want to be in the winter and you're enjoying your favorite beverage and you're reflecting on your year. What has your year been like for you when you look back on 2023? Well, hopefully awesome. I mean, um, one cool thing that I have been uh, taking part in this year is part of the She Rise Collective. And so I'm fortunate enough to be chosen to be with about 30 women and they're just all incredible. They're, you know, coaches and mentors and authors and they've done TED Talks. And I'm just, I feel so incredibly grateful to be part of this because I also know that how much I can learn from them. We can all learn from each other. And so we have a bunch of, you know, virtual events and some in-person events. And so my, my goal would be to be able to get to at least two of the events. And these are in the States. So I have to just see how it lines up with my calendar and everything. But, um, my goal is to be able to to do you know speech on the stage at least one of the events and be able to share my story and you know my um my toolkit when it comes to coaching with other women and and with the world that would be amazing. I keep hearing retreat, share your toolkit, come to the states, share, yeah. speak. We got you covered at the retreat, my girl. 
<laughs> it's sounding better and better all the time. <laughs> I'm telling you, on the beach, you'll be no in your PJs. You're gonna love it. It's awesome. I just love that. Yep. That was a great. That, and I've heard of the She Rise too. So you have to tell me more about that offline. But I, I've heard about them, and I have a couple other people that have been involved with them before. So that's amazing. And it sounds like it's an amazing, amazing year. So I, I'm so excited to see at the end of this year. And I'll reach out to you while you're sitting there drinking your beverage on the beaches in Spain and confirming, knowing that it's already happened for you. So I think it's so powerful. So I want everybody mm-hmm. to know where they can find Andrea and what's what's in the, coming up for you in the next like couple of months. Is there anything you want to share with the audience? Sure. So um, they can follow me on my, my website, DreaHunt.com. But obviously, like on social media, I'm quite active. Um, they can find me at uh, Instagram at living.deliberately.today. And on my Facebook, I'm also Andrea Hunt, Transformational Life Coach and EFT Practitioner, and on Twitter as well. And so my cool thing that I have coming up in the next few months is I'll be having a workshop, and I'd like doing it on negative self-talk, limiting beliefs, imposter syndrome, you know, the self-sabotaging narratives that we have about ourselves. And then I also like to integrate it with EFT tapping at the end so that people really get a taste of how does it work and how could it work for me? Because it's just so powerful. Well, the first time that you can actually do it, you know, for um, procrastination or playing it small, you know, it, it can be so transformative. So that I usually try to do those, you know, once every other month. And my cool thing in March is I'm going to be starting like Monday night EFT tapping circles. So in the US, it would be like, I guess, lunchtime-ish, you know, because Mondays are so difficult <laughs> for a lot of people. Nobody likes them. And so I thought, okay, that's actually a good day of the week to have just a little 30 minute, you know, stress-free Monday tap along and then have different topics, self-love, you know, negative self-talk, things like, you know, okay, I made a mistake work, you know, different, different themes. Um, So that will be really exciting. But yeah, just basically, if they follow me on social media, they'll be able to stay up to date. That sounds like a great thing to do on a Monday. It sounds good. Good way to start your Mondays off too, as well. I just love that. We're going to make sure we put everything out. When we, when we share everything, you'll be able to get all the links with Andrea to everything she just shared. And, and you definitely want to check out the EFT tapping. That's amazing. And I just think it's so cool. I'm sitting here like going, wow, how cool is we're actually, what time is it there, Andrea? Almost 1130. Oh my gosh. So it's, it's almost there. She's not too far from midnight from the next day. And here she is joining us and look, her energy and I know that's from her self-care from her tapping from just being present with herself and that is such a cool thing Andrea I just I just think that's amazing I, I can't wait to see all the great things that are about to come and your growth and follow you more I just I just think you're an inspiration and if you're thinking about like I think I might want to co- travel the country I definitely think you should reach out to Andrea and talk to her about her tapping and help you prepare for that and if you're a mom listening going please don't tell my children to travel it's okay. They'll be fine. Andrea's a perfect <laughs> example about that. So I think like, Andrea so- said it was okay. Like- <laughs> <laughs> she said it's all safe. It's all safe. All right. So we have already forewarned Andrea that we're going to do our cards. So we have our better questions, better Ooh. life cards, which you can go to betterquestionsbetterlife.com and get these cards. Carol and Diane Allen created these cards and they're just phenomenal. You can awesome. use them for meditation. You can use them just if you're having a day, like Andrea said, maybe you're having a day, everything's going wrong. Pull a card and just like think about the card for a little bit. Um, mm. You can journal on it. You can maybe even draw a picture on the card. So we're going to shuffle it. Andrea's going to tell me when to stop. And we're going to ask her about the card. So here we go, Andrea. <laughs> okay. Tell me when to stop. All right. Uh, stop. All right. So 
What can I do to be more open-minded? Is this like I'm giving a suggestion on how to be more open-minded it's or I'm a, saying it's, to myself? It's for yourself. Think about yourself. Oh. You're, how would you answer that card for yourself? Hmm. I always think the first step is to be curious, you know, and um, when you don't understand something or when something is new to you or when it sounds odd or different or whatever, I think the first step should always be to be curious and be like, okay, so why is it like that? You know, um, or what's something that I hadn't considered about it or something like that. So I think, but I think curiosity is always a good place to start because it has like a, a positive connotation. You know what I mean? You're, you're open to finding out more information and everything. So that would be a good reminder, I think, for myself. I think that's cool. Curiosity is definitely a, a great thing because I think sometimes we get in a world where we're just so, our glasses are just closed. We don't want to look and we don't open up our minds, but it doesn't mean you have to just go, whoop, I'm opening up my mind. You can just start mm-hmm. to draw, right? And just go, go like you said, Andre, just go take a little bit of that curiosity and just be, what if I did a little more self-care? What if I, mm-hmm. what if I stood in the shower for five minutes, but just let it run on me and not worry about bathing? You know, what if I did sit on a front swing? What if I did go across the country and start doing something I've always wanted to? Because mm-hmm. if you've been listening to the show long enough, you know that I lost my son last July on the 25th. And I, there's one thing I learned from that is that when Matt was here, he saw me put my cape on first, do things for myself. And he used to say, I don't understand how you can deal with this situation or that thing happens to you or this is going on. And you still are like, I'm going to put my cape on first. I'm going to take care of me first. And I said to him, we had this conversation because he was going through some things himself and he watched me have to end a, a friendship, a really great friendship. And I said, you know, if I don't put my cape on first or fill your cup, whatever you want to call it, I don't have the extra material that I'm going to wrap myself to then wrap you into that cape with me. Mm-hmm. And so for me, Andrea, I'm like, I can't live my life differently today just because he's not here. If that's what he saw me do and that's what inspired him, why do I change my life now? And like you were saying <laughs> earlier, it's a choice. And many of my friends could be like, if she, if she hit away, if she just stayed depressed, well, I certainly would understand it. But really, there's so much more to life that we mm-hmm. have to live. And we don't know what 30 seconds from now is going to happen. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. I was on the phone with my son talking to him, said, I love you. And then he he passed in a car accident. So you just don't know. And so that's what that's why I do this, the show. And that's why we have the guests to come on like Andrea, because I want you to have the tools. I want you to have the techniques. I want you to have the resources that if you feel like as a CEO mom, that you don't know where to start to put yourself first, I want you to do that. I want you to have these resources. And if you're struggling with that, then just come join us on a Sunday evening between 8 and 9 p.m. on the Shiro League. We meet up on Zoom so you can leave, you can take your makeup off, you can have a bandana around your head. We have um, Andrea comes in all the time. She's got this cute little bandana she's always got after she's done her self-care. But I'm going to tell you, it's a great way to end your Sunday and end your week, but it's a great way to start your week. Because if you can take that time for yourself, it's an hour, one hour just to sit and be with a community of women that are just like you trying to find balance in their life, trying to stay focused on their joy, trying to reduce the things that they don't, that doesn't bring them that joy. That's what the Shiro League is about. And so I hope as you listen today, I hope you were inspired by Andrea. I know I was, I, I'm ready to go across the country. I'm not, I just got to get myself all packed up. And I just <laughs> want you to know if you want to be part 
part of that. All you have to do is email Pearl, or I'm sorry, email hello at wsliving.com. That's hello at wsliving.com. And just in the comments, just put Shiro and we'll get you everything you need to join us on one evening of the Shiro League. Because I want you to remember that as you come into this world, you are this little rough oyster on the outside. You got some things you got to do to polish up and find out who you are inside. But as you open that oyster and you polish it up, you find your inner pearl. And I hope you go out today and you find your inner pearl to greatness. And I want to thank Andrea for joining us today. Hi, my name is Pearl Sharenza and I'm with Women Successful Living. And I want to tell you a little story. You see, once upon a time in the middle of COVID, I noticed that more and more women were overwhelmed. We were having to balance households. We're having to become teachers. We're having to work our job while we're trying to become a teacher. We were sitting in our home with our children and our spouses or our loved ones and feeling overwhelmed. We were lost for where we're going to find space in our own house. So I was feeling that this overwhelm was stressing women out more, that they felt like they could not have a Calgon take me away moment. They felt like everywhere they turn, somebody in the house would find them or their job wanted them on another Zoom meeting. And I just felt so sorry for these women as I spoke with them and felt the pain because I too was feeling sorry. I was feeling sorry that I couldn't go out and do the things I love to do. I could go out, yes, and take a walk and sit on my front swing, but I couldn't go to the community meetings and the fundraiser functions or go have lunch with a friend or go to the movies with my husband or just take a, a moment away from everything that we're responsible for as moms and wives in our homes, right? You become that CEO mom and you're running a household. But then if you're working outside of the household, not only are you a CEO mom, and if you're asking what a CEO mom is, that's a mom who is running the household. Because let me tell you, you're not sitting around eating bonbons every day. You truly are running a business of a home. But then maybe you also work outside of the home. And here you are, you're trying to balance working in the home, working outside the home. And then maybe you have children and you're having to learn how to become a teacher because bless our teachers, they're trying to learn a whole new way of teaching through Zoom. And so as I spoke to the women in my community and my clients, I found they were also feeling all this overwhelm. They were becoming stressed. They were sitting in, in the home with all their children and their spouse and they're going, I'm with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I love you, but I don't love you that much. Were you feeling that way too? So I found as they were feeling this way that I had to do something. And every day, about a month after into the pandemic, I decided to try something new. I decided to create a space where we could meet via Zoom. And yes, I know another Zoom meeting, really Pearl, but I just knew that was the only way that we could get together. And the rule was you had to go in a room where you could put a note in the door and say, I'm on a break. I'm on a timeout. Whatever you want to call it, you can make that note on your door. Because really, we have to take time for ourselves in order to really take time and care for our family, our loved ones, and our job the way we know we want to and we need to. So what I did is I created what we called our self-care Sunday evening. And it actually became Shiro's is what we ended up naming it. Because we as women, we are the hero of the house. We're the hero of everything we do for our family, our friends, our job, our, whatever that is that you're responsible for, right? But are you really the hero for yourself? So that became important to me. So one day I decided I want to pour into these women. So I brought them together on a Zoom meeting. We met Sunday evening, 8 p.m. We finished up by 9 p.m. We just had conversations. What was challenging them? What was the pandemic bringing up for them? How were they doing mentally? 
were, were they doing something to take care of themselves? And if you heard me before, I say bathtubs and taking baths are not self-care, but really during the pandemic, sometimes that's all you could do was get in a tub with bubbles and take a few minutes for yourself, right? So as we poured into them, I, I noticed that they were starting to enjoy the self-care. They were starting to be less stressed. They were starting to communicate better with their family and their, and their loved ones because they could communicate why they were taking time for themselves. They were able to communicate that it's not that I don't love being with you. It's that because I love you so much, I need time for myself. So on Sunday evenings, we worked on things about self-care challenges. We created a challenge of self-care where every day they had to do something. It could be something that took them one minute or if they wanted to, it could be something that took them an hour, but it was their job to do something for themselves every single day. And then because of that, they they saw that their family, they were worried that their family might feel, make them feel guilty. So we started incorporating ways that they could do self-care for ourselves as we also did something with our family, right? So in some cases, we found that we were sitting, we had moms sitting and just watching TV, silly cartoons with their children, that's self-care, right? Or maybe playing a puzzle game or putting a puzzle together. And then when it came to their spouses, we found that they were sitting and finding movies on Netflix or writing, playing cards, or even we gave them a challenge. We have a friend that has these great cards they are called Better Questions, Better Life. We even would pull a card and have a discussion with our loved one around that card. And then as they were working from home, some of the, our, our professional women were finding that their jobs were having much more demand on them that because they were home, they could actually kind of have more time they could grab for them. Oh, well, you're home all day long, so you really don't need to take a break. So they started finding that some of their jobs and their bosses were expecting them to give more. So we talked about how to set boundaries around our schedules. We talked about how to set boundaries around how much we want to be on Zoom. And as we did that, we found that the women were less stressed and they were actually performing their job performance better. They were having better and more improved relationships with their loved one, with their children. And some of them also had family that were in nursing homes. So we were creative on how to spend that time with their loved ones, but also making sure that they were taking care of themselves. So as we did this, I saw that it was a need that needed to continue. So even though the pandemic is, as we know it today is over, I found that the women loved this so much, we needed to continue this. And who knew that three years ago when I started this, that it would grow into what we have today, this amazing community of women that we still meet every Sunday evening from 8 to 9 p.m. We talk about things that bring us joy. We talk about challenges we're having in our lives. We're talking about things we're having to overcome. We have some women that are struggling in their marriages. We're talking about how we pour into them and how to help them work through communication. We have amazing, amazing guest speakers that come in every month. We've had Jane Pilker come in and talk up to us about our mind and the neurological part of our mind when it comes to our eating and our health and sugar and how it affects our body. We've had Sets and Torah come in and talk to us about the smile method and how we have things such as just the smile within us that can make things like mock acceptance where we're accepting things because we think we have to accept them. Like for instance, my loss of my son, Matthew, I never knew that when I created this group three years ago, almost now, how much I needed these women. And because I have this community of women around me, I met Seth 
And Seth taught me about mock acceptance. And he taught me that, yes, I was accepting the loss of my son, but I wasn't truly believing that he was lost. And I was sort of like going through the motions. So ever since I have put this group together, this community of women, we have watched the women flourish. We have watched them have less stress. We've watched them communicate better with their loved ones. We've watched them put boundaries around their self-care so that they can achieve the things they want to, so that they can put their cape on first as they pour into their family even better. And ever since we've started this self-care Shiro group, it has grown where we now at our retreats, we have women joining us during our retreats. We meet Every year we have a retreat in September. It's a pajama retreat. You come in your PJs, no makeup. You have about four days at the beach, sometimes the mountains, depending on the year. We just have sessions and breakout groups on how do we improve on our self-care? How do we continue to communicate our needs to our loved ones? How do we find what our goals are and our visions are? And how do we bring those to fruition? Because how many of you ever sat back and said, I have this big goal and I really want to do it, but nobody believes I can do it. I want you to know that we believe in you. and We know that you can do it. And so if this is something that you want to learn more about and come and enjoy a great way to end your week and begin your week, I would love for you to join us because on top of our speakers, we also have an amazing meditation coach where she empowers us to sit down and just take some quiet time for ourselves and just be in our own space as we reflect on what we truly want within. And I am so honored to watch the progress and the growth that the women in this community have accomplished. And I cannot wait to see what's coming up for all of them and hopefully for you. And if this is something you would love to learn more about, I would love to invite you to come and visit us one Sunday evening. Like I said, it's a great way to end your week and a great way to start your week. What better to know that you've got a balcony of people sitting and waiting for you to join them, have a cup of tea maybe, and just do some laughing, maybe a little crying, but no matter what, know that you've got a girlfriend there to have your back. So if you're ready to check out the Shira League, I would love for you to join us. All you have to do is email me at pearl at wsliving.com. That's pearl at wsliving.com. And I would love to connect you. I hope today you know that we've all come into this world. We're a little oyster We might be a little rough on the outside, but on the inside, you have a pearl. And I hope you find your pearl to greatness today as you become the Shiro I know you are. My name is Pearl Sorenza. Do you know what your score is for your self-care? Find out today. Go to pearlssurvey.com. That's pearlssurvey.com and see what your score is today.